it's a great honor to serve the Lord. He has taken us imperfect as we are to do His perfect task. What I have in me, I want to share it with other people. I think that's what keeps me going on this ministry. This is First Person, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Welcome to this week's program, where we'll meet a young couple who operate a Christian radio station in Albania. Theirs is a country who, until 20 years ago, was officially an atheist nation, but God seems to do his best work through a remnant, and today the gospel is being proclaimed in Albania. You'll meet Tani and Efti Baraku in a moment. First, let me remind you that anytime you need additional information about the guests you hear on First Person, you can look us up online at firstpersoninterview.com. Links to our guests, a calendar of upcoming programs, and an archive of past programs is found there at firstpersoninterview.com. And you can respond with the email address you'll find online or by visiting our Facebook page. Just look for First Person on Facebook. Well, at a recent broadcasting conference in Romania, I had the privilege to meet people from several Balkan nations who came together for training and encouragement. And two of the people I met were a husband and wife who run a Christian radio station. They told me I could call them Tawny and Efti, but I began by asking them for their real names. Well, my real name is uh, Eftali Baraku, and uh, my first name has a Greek uh, origin. My, grandpar- my grandparents decided to put me this name, and it means happiness or something like that. <laughs> Introduce your husband to me, Tani. I call him Tani. What is your name, Tani? My name is uh, Mary Tan, and it's doesn't really mean anything it's just a it's just a name from the communist time i guess Mm -hmm. you come from albania where in albania we come from southeast albania from a town called korcha which uh, borders uh, with greece and uh, with macedonia Mm. albania was a country where it wasn't just that christianity was suppressed there was no christianity or any religion allowed of any kind right I can say that there was no religion allowed for 50 years, almost. All the religious objects, I can say, like the churches or cathedrals, were turned into army depots and uh, or police uh, departments. It has been hard for our country being uh, uh, out of an- any religion that other countries... Uh, we had problems. Uh, it, it was very hard for us to to believe in God after that. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing allowed. There was nothing allowed. And so when freedom came, came, and by the way, when did freedom come to Albania? Freedom came, well, Albania was one of the last countries that uh, got free from communism. And it's uh, after well, this country here, Romania, in the uh, 90s. And it's, I can say it's the only country left communists after, uh, in the 90s that became uh, a democracy. And uh, in the 90s, the first missionaries came with, uh, with Bibles and flyers, and, uh, and uh, that's where we got the opportunity to listen about, to hear uh, the good news of God. Mm-hmm. FD, how did that happen for you? I mean, how did you come to know the Lord when there had been nothing prior mm-hmm. to the, the freedom that came to Albania. I'd like to say something before saying that, because I have Orthodox background. Okay. And as Tani said, it wasn't allowed by government, but 
still few people that were true followers of uh, Christ or believed in the Lord, they kept the tradition. Mm. There's and, always uh, a remnant, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And one of them was my grandfather. So I would like to say that I heard uh, first for God or Jesus through him. He used to tell things uh, related to Bible, like Bible stories and and things uh, that were forbidden for that time. But uh, that was the first step. I just had some knowledge. But uh, later on, I had um, the desire. I was so eager to know God more, more and more. That was my desire. And I just wanted to, to know people that knew the Bible or knew the Lord better. And also I felt in my heart that I wanted to serve the Lord better. I felt like my life was, um, I was wasting my life and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to serve the Lord. And uh, when I was in the first year of university, I started attending a group of Christians. And at that time I got saved um, nine years ago. And uh, I heard that the radio station were looking for young people to start working there, and I applied there. And since then, I, I've, been, um, I've been convinced that uh, the Lord has called me for a special task, mm. and I want to serve Him with all I have. And Tony, I understand that it was your father that uh, first came to the Lord. Yes. And really became a, a pastor and an evangelist, quite, uh, quite well known. He became a, he became a pastor and was one of the first Albanian pastors in his area because, as you know, the church was uh, the missionaries were leading the yeah. church. Uh, at, was it at through that YWAM moment. that he came to the Lord? I can say that they were the first. There were many people after them that kept uh, feeding him with, uh, of course, with the, with the word of Christ. But uh, they were the first people that he met. On the street, you know, mm-hmm. without uh, knowing, knowing anything, and uh, I remember, as he said, one of them told told him that we love you, you know, we care for you, and uh, that that broke his heart, coming from uh, fifty years of communism, where I can literally literally say, you're afraid of your own wife mm-hmm. because uh, of the pressure and of the and of the spies and everything. So you you couldn't even trust your own family. You couldn't even trust your own family. And, of course, not even, you never talked about love and uh, stuff like that because communism, as we know, is based on material. Mm-hmm. It's not based on... So that broke his heart. That broke any... He kept thinking about that. Who are these people? You know, they come from a land we, we don't know and they love us. How do they love us? But... It made That's such an impression uh, on him. What was life impression. like for him before uh, he freedom up, came? He grew up, uh, he had a hard life, I can say. He grew up uh, in a family where he's uh, uh, with divorced parents. And uh, he had a problem with his family. He had to leave. He worked in a, in a town called Erseca. And it was hard. He used to, he used to eat once a day. That was hard, especially in the communist time. Imagine, I mean, I can say it's hard for an orphan on these days. Imagine back uh, 40 years ago, you know. So this uh, spiritual reformation in your family started with your father. Started with my dad. But it had to come to you and your heart. How did that happen? It came to me. I was eight. 
at the time where I where I got saved. And uh, I love God so much when I was a kid. And I still love God. Well, <laughs> and serve now. him, I might add. Ser- we'll talk about that. And serve him. Uh, first came uh, my mother. She was Orthodox, uh, just like Hefti. And uh, she struggled a little because she thought, oh, I know, I know Jesus. But then she started reading the Bible with my dad. And she understood that she didn't know anything until she read the Bible and uh, and the, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I was, of course, I was next to them, and I got uh, baptized. I was literally sleeping in church because my room was the church mm-hmm. where they used to have meetings. I was sleeping <laughs> there, so I can say it was literally was, a house church, wasn't <laughs> it? It was a, <laughs> it was a, a bedroom church. <laughs> a bedroom church. <laughs> I remember people were happy. That's think that's something I won't forget from my childhood. People were so happy. Uh, it was a happy, like an innocent happiness, you know. They're happy. They found something. I don't know, peaceful. Something, something that they were missing for a long, long time. It was joy. It was joy. Yeah. It was joy. Yeah. I understand. Then your father passed away. The Lord called him home while he was in America. The Lord called him home when he was in the States uh, seven years ago during a prayer meeting. It it was hard for us, I can say, because he he was uh, he had we had the church and the radio, and he was he was actually doing the work of five people, mm. and it was hard for us when he passed away, because you know he had all this energy and uh, commitment that we had to really pray and uh, seek seek God to. To do what he what he what he mm-hmm. what he was doing before, when he was still alive. We'll talk about your ministry and the radio ministry that you have in Albania, which is remarkable to hear about. It. But FD, I want to ask you. You said you started working at the radio station mm-hmm. as a young yes. Christian, and that's where you met this guy. That's the place where I met Tane. We knew each other as friends for a year, and we had no intentions to date or anything like that. But I will I will mention the moment uh, when we started dating, and it's very special because um, I had also a sad story in my family. After the first year of working in the radio station, my my father passed away too. So it was really really hard for me and my family. But uh, at the time, all my friends uh, were a great uh, encouragement for me. Also, Tani's father, he was a pastor, and he knew the right words to to comfort someone. And it was, um, let's say, the beginning of, after that, it was the beginning of our relationship, because Tani was so close to me, and um, he used to share um, um, Bible verses that uh, encouraged me. And that was the beginning of our story. We started dating each other to know each other better. And um, after two years, we got married. And God's given you a son now. Yeah, we have a son now. He's almost three years old, and we are blessed through him. More from this committed couple of Radio Emmanuel in Albania coming up. Next time on First Person, we'll meet artist Ron DeCiani. I remember at one point crying as I was painting. I believe I was painting Christ's face. I said to the Lord, if I don't stop crying, I'm not going to be able to finish this. 
And I really felt in my heart him say to me, that's okay, you're not painting it anyway. Ron DeCiani's art honors Christ in all that he does, and you'll hear the story of his calling next time on First Person. Let's pick up where we left off with Tani and Efti Baraku from Albania. Radio Emmanuel was started by Tani's father, and I asked him about his father's dream. Well, his vision was uh, to spread the gospel to places where he, uh, to remote areas, because he was, as I said, he, uh, he was an evangelizer. I can say even more than a pastor, he was an evangelizer, and he used to go out in remote areas with, I, I remember when I was a kid, with this big TV and uh, four guys that were supposed to hold the TV with a Jesus movie in these steep, uh, steep mountains. Uh, of course, I was lucky because I was a kid. I never got to carry anything. Yeah. TVs were much heavier in those days, weren't <laughs> much they? Much <laughs> heavier in those days, especially in Albania. And he had this uh, vision that he couldn't, even though he could do that forever, he couldn't reach as much as the media can reach, as, as the radio signal can reach. And that's why uh, he got this... Uh, let's say, uh, I, can, I can say called from God yes. to start a radio. And that was in year 98, when he first started to get his vision and was right after Albania. It was safe because uh, a year ago we had a civil war mm-hmm. in Albania, so the country was, was very bad. And he had this dream of of opening a Christian station. I can't imagine what he had to go through to establish a radio station in a country that had no, almost no semblance of religion for so long. No, almost almost nothing. And even for us was, I can say, seemed like a, it seemed like a joke in a way because we're all laughing, you know. Why, <laughs> you know, why do you want to waste your time on something is too expensive? Yeah, it's, it's father's uh, crazy dream, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's too, you know. I, and of course, I, I didn't want him to... To get disappointed. I bet you look differently at it now, though, don't you? For sure. For sure. I'm glad I'm glad he kept his vision. Yeah. Because today, you operate that radio station. Today, I operate that radio station, and uh, we, got, we started with one antenna at our building, and now we have three more. Well, Efti, tell me about the radio station. Who is it aimed at? Uh, is it music, talk? Uh, what, what do you do on the radio station? Well, actually, you're directing me the right question because I deal with the programming okay. You're the program <laughs> in the radio huh? station and um, we try to keep a balance between music and programming. We want to reach people through music but also through messages and uh, programs that are produced in our radio station and others that are from pastors and uh, people that are that have had a great impact in in Christianity. We have received uh, lots of feedback from our listeners and uh, uh, they show us that um, these programs have uh, given them something different because they uh, listen to radios, other TV stations, but uh, they don't find the the same hope that they receive from this radio station. And this is um, what um, makes us more alive and... Mm -hmm. Uh, we feel that our mission is for a reason. We have a calling for a reason. It's not for nothing. Well, tell me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like the Albanian people would have a sense of almost despair. After freedom, there must be some disappointment that things haven't 
you know, panned out for the country economically and other ways, uh, yeah. even with freedom. So there must be this sense of disappointment. Oh, people were looking for freedom, but um, they had a misconception about freedom. After freedom, there was a time of confusion, of transition. And people were disappointed because uh, they didn't receive what they were looking for because they thought that the world would be so open to them, but still uh, people were afraid to to interact with yeah. Albanians because they came from a system that was uh, so harsh and that made people look different or isolated. And people were looking for freedom, let's say, in... Um, in wrong directions. Yes, and we know there's yeah. so many opportunities now. Yeah, we we say in Albania that um, people accept more the the bad things than the good things, and in Albania, people didn't know to to select between good and bad things, and most of the things they accepted and received were were a bad influence to their life, and that's why they um, they were disappointed. I can see why the radio station that is so important uh, in, in people's lives, it gives them something to hope. It gives them God's Word, eternal Word. Tony, tell me about the response you get from listeners. What do they say about the radio ministry? We get a lot of response. We had a guy that was calling us for almost a year, and it was just last year, in our youth program. And he, was, he first started asking about Jesus during the program, he's first out of curiosity, making question to to the to our DJ and uh, the the studio uh, speaker. Then he ended up calling for support. He was he was supporting what they were saying and praising God in the same time. He said that uh, he was working because he called for such a long time. He said that he was working in a jail as a correction officer. Uh, well, just a few months ago. He stopped talking, he stopped calling us uh, on the radio, and we received this letter from him. And we were all amazed. In, uh, he actually, he wasn't a correction officer, he was, he was doing his time. He was the prisoner. And he was, uh, he was so ashamed from his uh, past life that he couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't tell us, but he said that God brought him to this light, and now it's over, you know. It's, uh, it's, he's a new man, and we're so happy, you know. Mm. We're, we're happy to listen to stories like this more than buying a new building, let's say, yes, or yes. buying a satellite <laughs> antenna. All the technology, All the technology is, is one thing, is but one it's the thing. power of the word that even penetrates those prison walls. It's, uh, and we've been delivering uh, pre-tuned radios with... Uh, our station uh, to the jail, and we're happy that people from there are calling. And I can say that God, God can save everybody. Yeah, we have time for one more listener story if you have it. We have um, uh, a girl from another town close by uh, our city in Erseka. She used to listen to our program. She lives in this remote village where uh, I can say the culture changes. Mm-hmm. With uh, with the parents they, where they don't allow uh, girls to to go out or mm-hmm. use the internet or, but uh, she called in the radio last year, I can say uh, yeah it was last year, she called on the radio, 
she was listening to my dad's program. Now my father has his preaching ministry all on CDs. So and it, we're still it continues playing. even though he's with the Lord. It continues and it and it seems like he's beyond behind the microphone, <laughs> the microphone when you're listening to the radio. <laughs> so she thought he was really still alive. So she thought he was alive and she called on the phone and she said, "Where is Pastor Chimi?" And uh what time do you have the meetings? I really want to meet him because I, uh, I, uh, I, I want to get a Bible and I want to come to church because I'm listening to you guys all the time talking about God and I'm anxious to meet you. Well, of course, we have to break it up to her. <laughs> she can saying, see him, but she may have to wait a while. Huh? <laughs> yeah, saying that, but we're glad because now she goes to a church on her home in her uh, in Erseka, in an evangelical church, uh-huh. and she serves there. We're happy. Amazing, amazing. We're very happy. Let me ask you in closing, why do you do what you do? You know, I, uh, I can say, oh, first I'm sorry for my English. <laughs> we have no problem <laughs> understanding you, believe me. It's, it's well done. I want to, I do this because... God gave me hope in my life many times. And I've seen not only me, my wife, and all my family. God gave me hope. And uh, he, have, he has taken me, he has accepted me many times, even though I, I've done mistakes. And I'm a happy man. I can say even though I have problems, like everybody else, I'm still happy because I have God in my heart. And what I have in me, I want to share it with other people. I think that's what keeps me going on this ministry. FD, how about you? What what motivates you to serve Christ through radio in Albania? Well, radio is my passion, but it's not only the, re- the only reason why I serve in the radio station. Um when I'm out of the radio station or when I do something else, I'm not in peace. Because recently I tried to do something else, but I didn't feel at peace. And when I do what the Lord has called me to do, I feel at peace. But also it's a, it's a great honor to serve the Lord. Because He has taken us imperfect as we are to do His perfect task. He has chosen and he has accepted us to do something that is great, is amazing, is beyond our understanding. So I'm happy to to do my my little task, let's say, for his kingdom and for his glory. But also I want other people to to receive his message and to have the hope and peace that I have that comes only through Jesus Christ. To me, it was amazing to hear how God, through Tani's father, raised up this ministry and then called this young couple to not only maintain it, but expand it and dream even greater dreams for reaching Albania for Christ. Their story inspires me to want to be even more faithful in following God. Well, I've placed additional information about Radio Emmanuel on our website, and I hope you'll pray and support them as they do God's work through radio. Online, we're found at firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, we're back in the studio to talk with artist Ron DeCiani. Ron is a gifted painter who has quite a story to tell of his calling in the art world as a way of communicating God's truth. And you'll hear him tell it next time here on First Person. 
With thanks to my producer and friend Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard, hoping you'll join us next week at this time for First Person.